1: apple podcast or wherever you get your podcast
5: that's right
2: hey guys welcome to another episode of eating while broke i'm your host colleen witt and today we have a very special guest we have butter from keep it run hundred not one hundred but run hundred <laughs> what do you have us eating today
3: uh, today we're having good old hot pockets you know can't go wrong with them just kick grab and go you know everybody loves a good hot pocket
2: A little backstory. I was like, what do you want to eat? What do you want to cook for us? And you were just like, I don't cook. This is the second guest in a row that just has no idea how to cook.
5: Um,
2: and we went back and forth. Of course, you know, you did give me the option for ramen. But we here at Eating While Broke, we know ramen is a very popular dish. So unless you have a special twist to your ramen, you do not get to cook it I on mean, our show. I
3: you know... I could have made you it was called spread, but that's a whole nother story. Uh, we, we
2: actually had the spread before. <laughs> it was like a jail experience uh, in a garbage bag. I will never forget that episode. Shout outs to Aja from Compton, right? She's, she's Compton. Now, you're, you do We Keep It run 100, and your focus is South Central.
3: My focus is just uh, activity period. It's not really Mm -hmm. a certain area. I'm from South Central. Mm -hmm. Um, I do runs in in Inglewood, uh, Culver City, and just all different parts of L.A. Mm -hmm. But um, I am from South Central, an underserved community, and running is something that's just not the norm where I'm from. Mm -hmm. So for me to find a passion in this and be able to give it back to my people and get people going has been one of the most amazing journeys I've ever been on.
2: Okay. Well, we're going to take a bite of these Hot Pockets. Bring you back to nostalgia lane. Oh
3: man, that's a, this was nice and warm. Mm,
2: nice and yeah, hopefully,
3: you're gonna, yours you is you a gonna te- bite into yours or you're gonna tear yours. All it?
2: right, just for your listeners, he actually asked for like a fork and knife, and I said, Is that how you ate it? I'm
3: a, I'm a gentleman.
2: And I said, If that's not how you ate it, that's not how we're eating it. <laughs> okay,
3: well, you yeah. know, enjoy.
2: It's great. Mm. Mine is cold,
3: mine's still warm.
2: Damn, I wow. should have chosen. <laughs>
3: no, no. Mm-hmm. Pepperoni.
2: Don't want to see this cheese stretch. No, yours looks good.
3: Mine is warm. Listen. Okay. That's better?
2: Way better. So, take me back to the Hot Pocket Days.
3: <laughs> I mean, the, the Hot Pocket Days are still uh, very present. You know, I'm mm-hmm. not... I don't, I don't forget where I came from. Um, mm-hmm. But no.
2: I don't know if anyone ever graduates past the hot pocket phase. As long as they're in your freezer, <laughs> yeah. that was <is> a smooth <laughs> day when you're For hungry, sure. you're walking sure. in the
3: house. For sure, throw them in the microwave real fast.
2: But take me, take me back before the uh, casual hot pockets.
3: <laughs> um, no, um, just growing up as a as a as a as a kid in in, in South Central. You know, uh, I did a bunch of different things. I played sports my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, and just growing up, trying to maneuver through my community isn't the easiest thing to do. But, um, you know, as we grow, as we go through our 20 I'm 39 now. So mm-hmm. trying to figure out a way things get tough sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes you may not have or you're working towards that uh, that life that you want. So there is some struggle in that. Mm-hmm. so in that I was... You know, enjoying high pockets, ramen. You know,
2: in your twenties, what did you, what were you striving for? Like, um, what was your ultimate goal?
3: Um, in my twenties, I was working production, so I wanted to do something in like television production. Mm-hmm. That I did it for some years. Uh, kind of got tired of it. Transitioned into oh, multiple jobs after that. Uh, I had a, I had my daughter at thirty, which kind of forced me to grow up and really become a man. That's what, and then running started around that time as well. And you know. With, with time and with age and maturity things just get better you know because you're, you're you're in a different headspace and you're able to you know and with, and then in and, and having a child you have to figure it out so um so
2: what happened at 29 where you well 29 you're working television production did you end up quitting television production to provide better for your daughter or like what was that transitional point when she came
3: um so in that I, I left production i started driving buses Gave, gave me more security,
5: mm-hmm.
3: uh, you know, uh, health benefits, things. you know what I'm saying, things mm-hmm. like that. And um, so many things that happened in that time, too. When you
2: say buses, like uh, public transportation? Yeah, public transportation. You don't have to get a special license for that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. I got I got one. So um, you just you were like, you know what, forget this television production, yeah, it I it was, need more stability? Yes, yeah, st-
3: I needed more stability, so. Okay. Because uh, television was more freelance, mm-hmm. you know. And then uh, I went into the driving the bus situation, mm-hmm. which lasted some years. Um, but then that that ran its course as well. Um, and then to, where
2: did your running enter the picture?
3: Uh, I was doing it as a hobby, okay. and then um, uh, running was just something I did just to just just to be active. It wasn't something that I planned on doing like for the rest of my life
2: and um, when did other people start getting involved in your running uh at uh,
3: 30 about 34 35 2018 20, 2019 so okay this uh, is
2: right before the pandemic
3: uh yeah so um let's say so i started my run club 2018 we picked up a lot of buzz throughout the you know the, the remainder cuz i started in april so from april to like november the numbers were growing i started with eight people we were eventually getting 100 people out at you know by the by the fall
2: and this is all in South Central,
3: or uh, I was actually doing it in, in uh, Manhattan Beach in Culver City at the time. So expanding in those areas, because in South Central running isn't the easiest thing to do, especially in a group setting. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's not like you could just pull up to some random park with, your fr- with a bunch of people, and because that's just not how the area works. Cause because of what? A gang activity a gang? and things like okay. that. You know, because every everybody seems to, thinks they own a certain area, so mm. you just can't pull up to.
2: So you were telling people that lived in South Central, pull up to Manhattan, Beach yeah, to run, yeah. and they were doing it. Yeah. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, you just you were enjoying running, and you said, you know what, I'm going to do a run club, or and then the eight people joined, or were you slowly... No, uh, I mean, I was a- just
3: running with like me and, my, me and a buddy of mine. Mm-hmm. Me and a buddy of mine, we actually trained for my first marathon, the fall of 2017, so I ran it March 2018. Mm-hmm. So 2018 that's when I fell in love with running. It was like, I wanted everyone mm-hmm. to experience the feelings that I had from it. So mm-hmm. I started my run club two weeks after that marathon. And when
2: then, you first started running, you weren't in love with it. You mm-hmm. kind of morphed into mm-hmm. a love.
3: Mm-hmm. It was just like, it was a hobby at first. Mm-hmm. And then like I said, pushing my body, my mind past barriers. I had on myself thinking I couldn't do 10 miles or 12 miles or 15 miles. And when you're, when you're, knocking down those walls, mm-hmm. you feel like you can continue to go forever because it's more mental than anything. So, it, the, you know, the mental toughness and fortitude you get from that, you know, can't even be explained. You know, people, you have to kind of do it to really understand, you know, what I'm, what I'm saying because a lot of people put, like, limits on themselves. Like, mm-hmm. I can't, oh, I would never run a marathon. I would. I used to think the same way.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: But now it's.
2: What's the biggest marathon you ran?
3: Oh, uh, I recently ran last month. I ran the New York Marathon. That's the absolute biggest marathon in the world. How many uh, miles? Twenty six point two. So a full marathon, is twenty six point two. I've done it ten times.
2: Okay, and then how long does it take you to do that?
3: uh on average, like three and a half hours.
2: Three and a half hours. Mm-hmm. Are you what? What pace are you at?
3: Um, I'm at a pretty good pace. I'm at a you know.
2: It's not. It's like, like a fast a, jog. Like a,
3: no, it's a it's a run, so it's about I got. About, you run
2: for twenty six miles straight, uh-huh. no breaks. Do you no, carry a water pack?
3: No, I mean like along the route, there's like
2: pit
0: stops.
3: Yeah, like there's there's water stations, there's people giving you stuff. The, like it's a uh, in New York, the, the greatest marathon I've ever ran in my life. But um, the energy was crazy. People are it's people everywhere. Like mm-hmm. this, the, they shut down the entire city. You run yeah. through all five boroughs.
2: Wow! So wow! I didn't know.
3: that. <laughs> you run through all five boroughs, so there's people lining the street the entire way. Wow! So it's, it's and
2: then what borough do they end in?
3: Uh, you end in the Central Park. Oh, okay. So nice. um, you starting you start in, you start in uh, Staten Island, and yeah, and end in Central Park. So.
2: Do they actually have a winner in America? Yeah, like a first, and second, yeah. and third. Yeah.
3: They get they make a lot of money. How,
2: oh, I didn't even know yeah, there's money in there's marathons. A,
3: there, there's a there's like a, how much
2: does a New York marathon uh, money?
3: like a hundred thousand, I want to say.
2: What? Twenty six miles? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think a like I may need to by, start.
3: About three or four hours out of your day, you know.
2: <laughs> yeah, but uh, you gotta like, dang. So, is there a marathon winner that is like notorious in yes, the industry? Who yes. is
3: it? Uh, Eliud Kipchoge. He's the he's the goat. He's uh, he's actually ran the fastest <laughs> marathon ever. What so, was what was his? Uh it was under 2 hours, so he's the first one to run uh 159. He's the first one to run it under 2 hours.
2: 26 miles? 26
3: miles. Jeez. So that's like a 4 minute pace or like 4 some minute pace the entire way. He don't take no breaks. He don't take no breaks.
2: Have you you met him?
3: I met him last month in New York. Oh for real? Mm-hmm. Do
2: you think he would ever come and like check out what you're doing?
3: I think he would. Um yeah. we have, we are Aligned in some way with the with the Nike connection, so okay. he ever if he's ever in town, you know, maybe he'll pull up on my run club someday.
2: So you decide to build this run club. Eight people show up. What are your peers saying at the time? when um, you're, you're
5: you like, know,
2: I'm, I'm running my run club. I got eight. No, people No, so starting. I didn't even.
3: It wasn't even a run club. It was just me gathering my friends. Okay. you know, like let's 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 get you healthy. Let's just get active. So we do, We were doing like two miles, one mile, like an out and back. Okay, and you know, it was cool because, like, people were seeing what I was doing mm-hmm. and, you know, because I would, you know, document it on Instagram and mm-hmm. things like that. And, you know, people would just want to get active with me and get healthy. So um, my friends just it started growing organically. Like, mm-hmm. if I told you, you'd tell somebody mm-hmm. else, you know, next thing we went from 8, mm-hmm. you know, to, to 12. Then 12 to 15, mm-hmm. you know, like, so it's just a gradual growth. And then people start seeing it, you know, and it's, it's community. I always, mm-hmm. I, I'm big on preaching community because... Especially with my group and runners of color I have the most reluctant group of people to want to run because yeah. of whatever like we feel as though running is punishment because yeah. growing up playing sports basketball football and things like that when you get in trouble you're told to run so mm-hmm. like when you get older you're like I'm not gonna run because it's kind of so, like some trauma in yeah. a way <laughs> so um, you
2: were late. go run a lot
3: exactly exactly <laughs> so now you have to do things like this like just to just for one, stay healthy. Mm-hmm. We're combating COVID, high blood pressure, heart—you know, so many just different yeah, things. Yeah. So, an active lifestyle helps with that, and with community, it helps even more because Black people don't get together in large numbers mm-hmm. unless we're consuming alcohol. So, yeah, yeah. to get together weekly to do something positive and you know impact each other, motivate, support each other—it feels great.
2: I think it's important to work out in groups. I one of my close friends is Daystorm Power. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you know about him on he's an influencer on social media, but he does these brutal ass workouts. They're absolutely ridiculous. They're a hundred percent free. Mm-hmm. It's just, I wanna join and it's absolute hell on wheels. But he'll do a whole like in his brain, he has a plan. Mm-hmm. You know, and there are moments where you say, I don't necessarily agree with this plan, but then it's like he has a plan to prepare you for the nightmare that he has wow. planned for you. Okay. So, like, there was a setup. Yeah, it was a setup. So, like, all year, you're like, you know, first of all, the amount of weight you lose running is it's, it's, it's highly noticeable. And then, um, so he trained us, trained us, trained us. And then one day he was like, you're going to run these three hills. And we're like, three hills. Anyways, you run it and you're able to because right. he's untrained you. But then one day, randomly, I was like, you know what? I haven't ran these hills in so long and I just pulled up on them hills and I tried to run it and I said, he was fucking nuts. <laughs> he was nuts because he, you did have to train sure. to prepare to for run sure. those.
3: For sure. And these weren't
2: little hills. These no. were like nightmares.
3: Everything in life is about preparation. Yeah.
2: yeah sure. And it took a long time to run
3: for that.
1: For sure. <laughs> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze.
5: It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get. People quit. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you
0: ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver.
7: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy, and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark, more than ever. Listen to math and magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your
6: podcast. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.
2: So, how consistent are your meetups?
3: Uh, we meet weekly. So, uh, three times a week, Tuesdays, Tuesday, Thursday nights, and Sunday mornings. So,
2: And then where is it
3: at? Uh, Tuesday night, we meet in Inglewood. I mean, we meet in Culver City at uh, Veterans Park mm-hmm. at 7 p.m. Thursday night, Sip and Sonder Coffee Shop in Inglewood, 7 p.m., and... 6.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings at Delray Lagoon in Playa, Playa Delray.
2: Now, does someone have to start at the same start date to join your group?
3: No, I mean, you can, you can come anytime. Like, it's, 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 you can come whenever you like. It's free of charge. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, it's more community than a, than a post, like, a, a training program, you know, mm-hmm. to where you, if you don't make it here by this day that you can't run with us. No, like, it's come whenever you feel like it.
2: But no. how long are the runs?
3: Uh, three miles.
2: So what if someone comes? It's their first day, and they can only run a mile.
3: So we, I have, I have a walking component as well. So uh, the walk, my mom's out there every week leading the walk. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I said, it's just getting your body moving. It's uh, you got to tell people to bring kids, bring their parents. That and their was my elders. next
2: question. What do you do if you yeah. have a toddler? I have a toddler that just started walking.
3: Yeah. I'm so bringing, what do I, you
2: do? You, I mean, you,
3: bring the, bring him with, with a stroller, running <laughs> stroller preferably. Okay. Um, you could I, do like a backpack or no, that doesn't work? Uh, it probably hurt the kid. You know, like, oh, really? <laughs> like with, the, with the kid <laughs> bouncing all over the place. <laughs> I wouldn't advise that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, no, we we'll have a stroller. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you have a stroller, bring it. And then if you want to walk, go ahead. Like I, if you're, up for it? I'd have one of my one of my guys on my team push the stroller for you, so mm. you could you know do you know put your work in. And
2: kids actually sit in the stroller. My yeah. daughter treats our her stroller like a surfboard. <laughs> like the second I put her in it, she's like, "Surf time!" <laughs> I have no. to like tie her down in that thing.
3: No, the kids, the kids love it because you know they're they're seeing all these people moving, mm-hmm. and you know they're mm. they're just they're just being pushed pushed along for the ride. So yeah, yeah they're, and they're going at a fast speed for right? sure, for sure. So
2: okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna remember this. Pull up. Yeah. Whoa. So you, if they're doing six thirty in the morning, I'm guessing they're done before church.
3: Yeah. Like so, by nine. But we're done by nine. So so Sundays more for our longer runs. That's more of our training day for marathons or just people to get to help people get better with distance. Because if I told you go run six miles, you're gonna you're not gonna do it by yourself. So I've, I create this base to where it, we it help you reach whatever goal you're trying to get to. Mm-hmm. So.
2: Okay. So. Now, y- your daughter is involved in your ah. Uh, she
3: comes out from time to time. It's it's uh, for me, it's a tough balance to be to be the leader of the run club and be a dad at the same time because I have oh,
2: because you have to, like, so many
3: people I have to kind of keep an eye on. So I'm trying to keep do an you eye keep on a no, oh. no, we're we just you know run through the streets and I have a team that helps guide and direct and you know have like team leads and things like that. But um, to try to keep an eye on 100 people as well as my kid is not the easiest thing to do. So um, Now, when
2: did Nike get involved? Uh, 2018, 2019, late 2018,
3: 2019, early 2019. Um, a really good friend of mine, uh, Carmelita Jeter, former Olympian, uh, fastest woman in the world. She connected me with them. Mm-hmm. So I always want to show her her love and give her a shout out. Um, she connected me with them as just a way to get... Free products, shoes, gear, whatever, and then they seen what I had going on with the community, got behind it, and it's been a, a great relationship ever since.
2: Now, was your Run Club a nonprofit or was it? No,
3: it is not. It's not a nonprofit.
2: So Nike was just like, I'm gonna sponsor it. For
3: sure, there's, there's yeah, in a very supportive role. So we do events throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Um, we do we do we've done huge events they've shut down Crenshaw boulevard for mm-hmm. us and they've shut down the whole city of Inglewood for us to do just different runs and things like that
2: Nike will go ahead and yeah do I mean
3: that. Nike and I have relationships with other people as well who mm-hmm. uh, my thing is just putting together community giving people that space to just run in the communities that they think that they can't so
2: so in south Central they're now running
3: uh yeah south central inglewood compton all you know all the all the A lot lot of inner-city neighborhoods, so we got a lot of people active and moving now.
2: But are they running in that community? Yes, yes,
3: yes, yes, Wow,
2: and so you were, like, pivotal in that, because originally you started in Manhattan Beach.
3: Yes, I started in Manhattan Beach because... um, The neighborhood was... Yeah, like, gathering in the inner-city, like, parks and things like Mm -hmm. that isn't the easiest because... Of the gangs. You know, the gangs and, you know, so pulling up... Not even... If I... If I went to a park and told you to meet me at a park and you're from the other side of town, you're like, I'm not coming over there. That's not, you know, my, you know, that's not my negative words or they don't get along with the side of town mm-hmm. that I'm from. So I'm not going to that park. So mm-hmm. I had to take it to an area where everyone felt very safe mm-hmm. and willing to want to come out. So I started in Manhattan Beach and went to Culver City. Now our biggest run is in Inglewood, which is an underserved community as well. So, um,
2: so when Nike gets involved with your organization, I want to kind of get into like the meat of you going from I'm creating this group to now I have to transform it into like an organization slash business. Did you have a business background? No, or?
3: no. So that's the that's the funny part. Um, I started this is just like I said, just getting my friends moving. Mm-hmm. So when it started growing and people are like. you need to to come up with a name or you need to get a you know your trademark and things like that i'm like i'm not expecting any of this like i did not have a blueprint of like how any of this worked um so eventually i did go get my company trademarked Mm -hmm. and you know it's that's my stamp now you know Mm -hmm. nobody could take it from me Um,
2: but trademarking it when nike comes along trademarking it doesn't necessarily make it where you and Nike could do business at some point you had to do like a corporation. I mean
3: or... no no we we uh so Nike so that's always like the big question like interviews but like we have the understanding that we have um there i myself am an athlete and they are a supportive role to keep it 100. Okay if that okay. Makes sense. Okay so,
0: okay.
3: And so it's not like Nike is like we're under the umbrella and they're like they're who like cashes me out monthly for whatever mm-hmm. so that's not yeah, that's not how it works when we do events we have our understanding of how that works but um i make my own money however yeah. that is
2: do you have to have other jobs while you're doing keep we keep um, run 100 um are you're not st- are you still doing busing or not? no no
3: i i'm full of full run like everything is running like okay, that's okay. that's everything for me so um you but know. making
2: that transition can it have been that smooth
3: um it wasn't, but it, everything. Uh, so, what, left, were, what was I the pivotal for, moment where you
2: quit busing? Uh, so, so I
3: left busing and actually went. It's, it's funny because I was working at the. the uh, I left busing to work at the Anheuser Bush right here. Mm-hmm. So I was there for uh, some time.
2: And, and what were you doing there?
3: I was fermenting beer. Fermentation is a very important process of beer making. Mm-hmm. Um, great job, great money, but like all I wanted to do was run. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I was one foot in, one foot out. Like, I was going to work, making the money, but not seeing my kid or being able to spend money on my kid. So what's the money going to do? You know. Yeah, so yeah. I really decided I had to bet on myself and just trust and follow my passion, mm-hmm. which was running. And I, in that space, I gave it two years mm-hmm. just to see where it could take me. And, and where were
2: you living on? Savings at the time? Uh,
3: savings, hustling, just, you know. Was it,
2: your child's mother like
3: supporting yeah i mean like we out. i mean no we we yeah we worked well together in the space um okay. you know like i was always able like i'm always able to make some money mm-hmm. but i in in the process of like trying to get your own thing started it requires sacrifice and yeah. you have to you know uh try to figure it out yeah. so i gave myself two years my mentality was always i can always get a job i can yeah. if this doesn't work out i can go back to work but mm. um I, I never wanted to sit with the the should have could have would. It was like I could have stayed at the job, and now it's five years later and been like, damn! If I would have started my run club, so who what? Knows did, where what I could did be.
2: that two years look like?
3: Um, it was actually a good like it was a it was a it was a, a growing time. It was very it wasn't like there was some struggle there. Of mm-hmm. course, it would be. Um, but um, because
2: it seems like a year into your business, the pandemic or two years mm-hmm. hit. So, mm-hmm. I'm. I'm just trying to figure out, like, you start the business, pandemic hits. I just want to so, understand. Yeah, so I
3: started 2018, pandemic hit 2020. So, you know, I was able to, like, really stay afloat just with, like, different connections and, you know, relationships I've had with just different brands, uh, selling merch, mm-hmm. doing, you know, like, finding other ways to just make, make money happen. But in that, too, like, money isn't a big issue for me. Mm-hmm. Um, being genuinely fulfilled, happiness, success to me is in service. So me being able to help my community, help hundreds and thousands of people through running, like pays me in ways that people will never understand. So like money isn't like, isn't my driving force at all. No, that's
2: that's good. I'm just trying to figure out how you survived.
3: Said, was like, it the hot pockets or? Oh yeah, we, yeah, we survived. Yeah, we survived. Like we made it. Like we made it make sense. I was never broke. Like I was yeah, never yeah. in a position to be. Mm-hmm. Like damn, like if this doesn't work out. I'm gonna be on the street. You know, yeah, like, yeah. I have a very strong support system. Like I said, we had tough times. We, we you know, uh, we had to do the hot pockets and the noodles. You mm-hmm. know, but um, it's 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 now that. I'm on a, you know, in a in a better space. Like I still I still dabble, you know, with 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 the with the broke food. But um,
2: what did you do to survive the pandemic with a run club?
1: <laughs> AT and connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
5: Hey, my name's Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose,
3: It's always the feeling when you're getting ready to, you know, people give up right before they get what they've always wanted to get, people quit.
5: Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts.
7: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to the one and only Ryan Seacrest. Love the connection to people. I think at the core
0: join me on season three of mini questions on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts seven questions limitless answers
6: if you love sports and true crime then there's a new podcast from executive producer dan patrick and hosted by me jay harris that you won't want to miss playing dirty sports scandals
2: How did you keep the
3: brand alive? Um, the first like two months, people were still meeting up, which I was like totally against. Mm-hmm. But um, were you
2: there when they were mm-hmm. meeting
3: up? Mm-hmm. But people mm-hmm. are still like people needed that community. Yeah. yeah. So a lot of people, um, a lot of people who run with me aren't from LA, you know. Oh, okay. So like they're you know they're here with no family or no mm-hmm. support system. So like they needed that space to.
2: Were they primarily black or were they? Oh uh, yeah, places? like
3: uh, majority black. Okay, but. You know, like depression is real mm-hmm. and, you know, uh, all type of things, you know, in this. But like people were telling me they were on the verge of when they were, when we couldn't meet, they, you know, thought about suicide mm-hmm. and things like that. So they, they needed that space to be able to come together with other people to make them feel better. So mm-hmm. like uh, after about two or three, let's say three, let's say three or four months, we got back out there together and it was, you know it was like clockwork we got back to the way you know what we what, what we had been doing
2: were they running with masks at the yeah everybody point? was running
3: with masks okay. and things like that um you know if you know there was still hesitation and it was mm-hmm. like meeting up and like gathering and things like that but um we weathered the storm you know, okay so
2: now at your meetups do you guys do any type of talking
3: yeah so i i speak i make announcements we uh I create a space at the end of the run where people are, it's like a networking space. Mm-hmm. So if it's 80 people here, so everybody in here does something. Mm-hmm. If you're a mechanic or mm-hmm. a barber or, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, you're able to just put your business on display mm-hmm. and share with the group because you never know who may need it, mm-hmm. you know, or who could help you, you can help them or things like that. So uh, that's probably one of the best parts of the run.
2: Okay, so at the end, everybody's like, "This is what I do." Yeah, exactly. If you need my services, that's great. That's yeah, a great. Mm-hmm. That's a free marketing and healthy, sure. healthy marketing for
3: sure experience. Like people have like written books, and the group has bought their books. People bring like you know, mm-hmm. people are make healthy juices. People mm-hmm. bring you know, and th- so it's it's a very supportive community.
2: I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. So you're embracing other entrepreneurs mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Do you guys? Um, do you also, in addition to keep it, run hundred. You
3: also have rock. Can yes. you talk about that? So rock, uh, WROK. We raised our kids. It's a nonprofit. Me and a, a buddy of mine started in twenty seventeen, mm-hmm. um, just to show it and then and, and highlight, you know, positive fathers, positive black fathers, mm-hmm. in in just those spaces. Like we're doing picnics, father daughter dances, mm-hmm. father son brunches, just to show that, you know, there are dope dads out here, despite you know some of the you know negative things that you may see or hear about about dads we love our kids so mm-hmm. we uh are very present and try to you know create the best lives for them and we want that on display
2: do you feel like that a lot of the mission was because black dads tend to be targeted as or painted as the, yeah the non-present dads
3: yeah because me me and my boy like uh a lot of people in a lot of people who were a part who are a part of us uh of of rock, they were fatherless. They grew up fatherless, so they're striving to just change the narrative. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, like we as as dads, we will go out together and just try to build as men. You know, like so that space was is it was and still is a very important part of my life.
2: Okay, okay, perfect. How old's your daughter now? She's eight. She's eight. Mm-hmm. Eight
3: going on twenty
2: eight. What? how often are you meeting up with rock
3: uh we haven't we haven't done much since the pandemic just because thing you know everybody's life just shifted a little bit but we will be back 2023
2: okay and then for uh men that aren't present in their child's life is there anything you feel like you can do to bring that
3: presence um, back we try i try to highlight it with my actions with my kid you know just to kind of show that this is fun. Like I love I love being a dad. So mm. like I, you know, I post her every day and, you know, show us hanging out and things like that. And just show people like the the having a kid and being a part of your kid's life is a very exciting situation. Like I get, you know, everybody's circumstance and situation is different because of whatever reason it may mm-hmm. be, but uh I just try to, you know, have and show men that like if you haven't picked up your kid, go go get her or go get him or her this weekend because mm. Like watching them grow and become their own person is is a dope thing to see.
2: But why do you think that those males are not present?
3: Uh, I mean that's their that's their own situation. you know, like I But don't I'm have,
2: saying like what ex like what have um, the reasons been that you're aware
3: of? Uh, you know, issues with the mom or mm-hmm. you know, some in parenting. Sometimes I feel like some people just aren't meant to be parents, you know, like that's just not And that doesn't mean that you don't show up for your kids, but some people just have to have don't have what it takes. So some men kind of just stray away because, you know, they feel as though they aren't ready, or they, you know, which is a a sucky. Or do you think it's like
2: the evils? Like I try to understand the whole dad not present thing, Mm -hmm. and you got you have to acknowledge statistics. A guy that grows up in a home without his dad has a higher higher chance of not. Raising Mm -hmm. his kid Mm -hmm. as much as he hates it. Right. So you have to acknowledge statistics. And then you also have to acknowledge, you know, systematically, obviously, our culture has painted this image of, you know, sex, drugs, and alcohol (laughs) is the ultimate king. You know, there's nothing more fun than sex, drugs, and alcohol. Like, who wants to change a diaper when, you know, this vixen is over here in your DMs. The fun is is over here. The fun is over here. And your kid starts to feel more like an obligation. Right. Right. So it's like I just wonder when I see organizations like like how do you not just change the narrative of, oh, I'm I'm a great dad on because there's there's great dads For that sure. post their kids. When I say great dads, I say in quotations. Sure. Like I I love dads. nothing more than hearing a girl say, Oh, look, he posted his kid that he hasn't seen in a week. Right. Or you know, he returned the kid and the, the rash was like literally Outrageously over the top, but for hey, sure. guess what? He's got two thousand likes for posting right. his kid. Right. So it's it's that I just ask that question because it's great that you represent like the great dads, right. but at the end of the day, like, what are we doing to get to the root of the problem? For sure. If we don't even understand for sure.
3: the root, for sure, you yeah, know, good point.
2: Because um, for every angry baby mama I've ever seen, <laughs> she's always had a valid point right. or valid. Like her validity and her complaints right. is like so real. It's like, hmm, was she really difficult, or was was it like right. there was a lot of valid validity right.
3: there? Like all all the things that you didn't did you take yourself? I mean, did you hold yourself accountable? A lot exactly. of guys
2: don't. I know. think that men, I think men. Uh, there's a book I keep shouting it out. Hopefully, we'll have them on the show. Um, there's this book, Male Versus Men. Mm-hmm. I talk about it a lot on the show. I read it by Dondre Whitfield. Um, and it kind of talks about like, men just need accountability mm-hmm. systems. They need mentors. And sure. I I think more so than like Instagram posts mm-hmm. or or like, you know, dates. They just like, if you see a guy that is not headed down that path, maybe taking the time to say, I choose you to befriend you because for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and, and kind of be that mentor, that guiding point. because. At the end of the day, my mom used to always say, like, if you show me your friends, I'll tell you who you are. <laughs> Nine out of ten times, a guy that's not there for his family, oh. all his friends aren't there for his family. So you could be that one person that's like, you know what? I choose you. Right. You know, And I think that's something that people in general, like, you don't need an organization to do. You can just say, you know what? I'm going to choose this random guy on the block, and that's going to be my homie. Right. And we're not alike, but... We're gonna be friends, we and can, you we know, can grow
3: to you know, learn one another and become. And, you know, and become who older. knows? You right? know, you never know where that that con- that initial conversation could take you with somebody.
2: Yeah, yeah. So. I don't. I don't see a lot of people be like, "Oh, you want to be my friend? I don't want to be your friend. <laughs> right. Get out of my f- right. what? You hang out with your kid on the weekends. Right. I want to be your friend. <laughs> like, I, I also have a beautiful girl and or a beautiful girlfriend or
3: right.
2: a, a great relationship with my baby mama. You know, but. I think you know. I would like to see where rock goes. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope that baby seed was for planted. Sure. Thank you. Appreciate that. You like that? I like that. Appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a it's a deep it's a deep issue. It, it goes a lot deeper than just I think the external of spending time sure. with your kids. For sure, you know?
3: for sure. Like it's a, it's a full time job. Yeah. It's a full
2: time. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's you picked up one of the hardest. Like when I hear rock, I'm like, yo, that's a hard one. That's a hard one. So do I think as creating a run club is hard. Sure. So where do you see uh the run club going from here?
3: Um, so we spoke earlier, we spoke a little bit about um nonprofit. So 2023, I will be, you know, turn, I will be going on the nonprofit route. Mm-hmm. So that would create just different avenues for mm-hmm. me in the club. Um but now I want to make just running an activity. This, you know, a huge thing across the world. Like, it, it, it is now, but, like, I would love to keep a 100 in every major city across the globe. So, um, you know, growth and expansion is what I'm working on.
2: And you guys create your own marathons, right?
3: No, no. We, Are we, you going uh, to? Uh, um, if, yeah, so, like, that's that's definitely a plan in the future, to create one for L.A., South Central L.A., you know, like, run one through the area where I grew up.
2: How how does someone go about creating um, a marathon?
3: you know, who talks with the city, you know, mapping it out and funding, you know, so, so many things involved. So I have, a relationship, I have a really good relationship with some of the city councilmen. So, and I was actually just speaking with is them. Is that
2: current price in your city or is no, that city? I'm, who
3: is it? Uh, Harris Dawson. Okay, okay. So um, we have, I've done events with him all throughout this year. So okay. we actually just spoke about, you know, and I'm, I hope I'm not putting it out there too soon, but we talked about, we talked about a possibility of trying to Make a make a, uh, a a marathon route through the inner city.
2: That would be great.
3: That would be that would be amazing.
2: Yeah, and then does the city pick up the 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 bill on that, or would um, you guys have to?
3: Um, or is that something you guys have, have to? to, talk to we got to figure it out in time. Like it's like it's very, it's it's still in the, in it, it's in the very very beginning of the talking stages. We haven't really we know we met we saw I saw him last weekend so. Like I said, it was just something mentioned in conversation, and we can see where we can take it from here.
2: Okay, okay. So moving forward, how would people join?
3: Um, You know, follow on Instagram, first off, uh, at Keepin' Run 100, mm-hmm. or follow me at Barack underscore mm-hmm. Um, And everything that we do is posted on the Instagrams. We're very active on the pages. Our schedule is there Tuesday nights, Thursday nights, and Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's, very, it's free of charge. Just show up. You know, come okay. with a willingness to work and a good attitude, and we're going to get you across that three miles.
2: Okay. And then I do, I know this is kind of backtracking a little bit, but was there ever a point in you creating the Run Club that you wanted to quit?
3: No, never. Um, this is my thing.
2: Was it because it's not a top-heavy business? or
3: um, No, th- this is just, It's it's really what I was put here to do. Like, Mm -hmm. put on this earth to do. Like, I spoke about impacting other people. It, 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 it's amazing. So, like, every time, you know, people hit me telling me they've gotten healthier and they don't have to take their meds anymore. Mm or Like, they don't have to see the doctor as much. Like, Mm -hmm. those are the wins for me. Yeah. You know, so... Like I said, uh, do you have a story of someone
2: losing like an a, a, oh, a astronomical oh, amount yeah. of weight? Listen, listen. Like someone that showed up where you were like,
3: oh, oh man, man, no, people lose weight. Like I I had a girl, she was 300 plus pounds. She's probably about 160 now. Oh, wow. Uh,
2: wow.
3: She's running marathons and just, you know, a, a mother of four that runs would be, all, you know, right. she, she's a multiple time marathon runner. Um, and
2: people, she started in your club. Yep.
3: And people from all walks of life, you know. Do you uh,
2: tell them how to eat? Because there was a point when I was working out with Day Storm, and they will tell you this. I would eat, like, a whole sub, and then I'd have, like, some serious heartburn and, like, serious struggle throughout uh, the whole workout. Now, I, now I'll eat, like, a salad or a banana, and then I work out.
3: Uh, yeah, I mean, so I'm not giving nutritional plans and things like that. Okay. But but you do uh, guide
2: them if they I guide
3: them if, they, if they're, like, you know. And, and they, But in life, too, there's a balance as well, you mm-hmm. know. So if you're going to put whatever into your body, make sure you work it off. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, like you, you can still have fun and go out and eat the, eat the whatever and, you know, partake in some libations, Mm -hmm. but you know, you got to do the other work on the, on the back end. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Okay. Cool. So thank you so much for coming to the show and not cooking for us. Mm. That's less dishes for me, (laughs) but definitely tell our listeners how they can catch you, where they can catch you and keep up and let us know your scheduling.
3: Oh man. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate that this was fun. Um, Keeper 100 meets Thursday night. Well, Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Veterans Park in Culver City. Thursday night, 7 p.m., Sipping Sonder Coffee Shop in Inglewood. And Sunday morning, 6.30 a.m. at Delray Lagoon in Playa uh, Rey. So, follow us on Instagram, at Keeper 100. Follow me on Instagram, at Barack underscore o That's Barack, like the president, underscore O-B-U-T-T-A. Hope to hear from y'all soon.
2: Yes, and there's no fees to join. It's free. dollars ninety nine. Show, show up. Show up show they up. don't have to pre-register either, right? I mean, just come on. Just come in your running gear, and they have to bring their own water, right?
3: Bring water. Bring whatever you like. Bring, bring okay. just just bring a willingness to work and a you know a good attitude.
2: And kids are welcome.
3: Kids are welcome. Uh, you know, elders <laughs> are welcome. Walkers.
2: <laughs> Walkers just, are welcome.
3: I just want you to get your body moving.
2: Okay. Well, we appreciate having you. Um, peace out, everybody. <laughs> For more Eating While Broke from iHeartRadio and The Black Effect, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. It's brand new, season two.